Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 224. I'm your dingbat at the helm, David Palermo, and uh, alongside Adam Deacon. Yeah. So, we're here. It's been a minute. And uh, as always, subscribe. A minute? It's been a hot minute, dog. (laughs) Yeah, way more than a minute. A lot of minutes. A lot of weeks. A New York minute. Or wait, is that a short minute? That's a short minute. It's been a long minute. It's been a lot of minute. When that term minute was used as a long time for the first time, I thought in the 90s, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Just like that term in the West, it was, oh, that's bad. Oh, that's so bad. It's like, what do you mean that's bad? Oh, that's good, bad. It's like, oh. Anyways, so. We didn't mean to bail on you guys. I mean, we did the draft show night one. If you didn't catch it, it was on our Facebook, facebook.com, numbillsfan. Go over there, give us a follow. We really love it when you do that. You know, we did the draft show. We hopped on live. Mike and Jeff were over. And we kind of we kind of took a couple weeks off. So sue us. No, we've had a lot of really good stuff going on in the background. We were uh, getting ready to launch a new version of numbillsfan.com, the number one spot to find our latest content. Duh. Yeah. And also, uh, you know, any social media platform you're on, there will be something. Twitter's the most active, like a news cycle for a quick news. But especially during the season and like being culture, like there, you know, boots on the ground at the stadium, you know, who's listening to the radio, like what's the talk of the town, like always check our Instagram because it's it's going to be like an explosion dropped on it. So, also, tune in on um, iTunes and Spotify. Make sure you do that. And wherever else you find your podcast. But especially Spotify. These Spotify fans out there. So, you can get everything in one-stop shop. You can get your Zeppelin and your Spotify. Yep. Zeppelin, Numbills fan. Mariah Carey. Whatever you're into. I ain't going to judge. So... Um, as always, thank you uh, to Punch Rock Sports for supporting us, especially the, Sam, the great Sam Tripoli. So thank you for the continued push to keep going. So um, Pick up where we left off, the draft. Yeah, pretty much the draft. I got to say, um, as per usual, my stance has been, it's 2019 and uh, we're still filling in holes from the talent that was depleted off the roster. You know what I mean? A lot of starters traded. I did not like Cordy Lund being traded. I didn't like a lot of these guys being traded. Um, because then they weren't not trusting no. that process. Well, it, it was at the time just like Yo, it's okay to be skeptical. Gonna, you don't have to you don't have to get defensive. It, it's easy, just, easy. It just took us years to actually develop a roster with some kind of depth and have a bunch of solid players and years to actually have contract situations. And we don't have the depth, or I should say the, the, the starters, the, the impact players, you know, retooled right away. And now the Bills are hitting the ground running in OTAs. And, you know, we'll, we'll dive into the injuries and everything to, you know, the players, if you heard, Croft, Morris, you know, Beasley. Um, so we'll, we'll get into that later as a little teaser. But I got to say, overall, with the draft, I was pretty satisfied. And they're still filling in those holes from prior um, you know, defensive tackle at Oliver, it was a household name around the country to the Bills. Um, I really thought that he would be gone and the Bills would take Wilkins. 
uh, from Clemson. And yeah, no, I, I mean, felt like grabbing, he was a more McDermott guy, anything Wilkins and, and Oliver, size-wise and everything. So I was really kind of not shocked, but at Oliver, when you hear more about how much they liked McDermott and, and vice versa, it, it feels like, a, like a steal at nine. I mean, not like a huge steal, not like we grabbed him in the third round, but, I mean, it feels like we got way way over average value on that pick like i was i was expecting him to be gone fifth or sixth off the board probably you know what i mean and we, right he came here which like not only do we get like what's a really excellent excellent player but um it's a it's a position where we really have like a a big gap to fill with Kyle Williams retiring so the timing the timing was great you couldn't you couldn't have like scripted it better if you wanted to, you know what I mean? And, and that's the thing is he's playing a lot of homage to Kyle Williams. What I like about him is he's he's honest. He's like I haven't watched any tape of Kyle Williams. I I never seen the man play, and I love that he's not giving us some phony bullshit. Because as your your resident bullshit seekers of Buffalo Bills football here, Adam and I, um, you can't shit these shitters. Yeah, that's fucking right. So, um, you know, I like that the Bills followed up with Cody Ford as a tackle in the second round. That was cool, you know, because uh, – but a lot of people forget that, like, you got to follow the money when it comes to these positions. And Cody Ford is a nice developmental piece, as in, like, he can start on the right side, worst case. Um, that said, um, you know, I am not one to say that it's easy to flip sides. But uh, Deion Dawkins, all accounts are he did not have a great year last year. That said – my stance on what the players were asked to do the last two years of Sean McDermott football and the offensive line was fucking putrid as well documented every fucking podcast for the last two years. Um, so yeah, I was, I mean, I was going to pound back on that. And, and you were, and you were about, gone for oh, a year new. <laughs> like, I, I was, I was about to pound back on that. Like, well, he had lousy interior support and like, he was the highest graded player on the line and, you but we've a, been we've been through it yeah. already at least once, probably more. I, I've said this a hundred times. And I've only been back for a few episodes. Let's just say this to all you fans out there who want to get on it. Uh, Ruben Brown pointed this shit out in like game one of Sean McDermott's first game as head coach and saying that the offensive line play that's where it starts. He goes in preseason looked awful. Here still looks fucking awful. And I'm looking at like what was Deion Dawkins asked to do, and you know. If you if you look at the lineup, you know, the Pills definitely uh, attacked. I think Sal Capaccio had a, a stat where the Pills have signed offensive linemen who have combined over 300 games experience. So they're trying to hit the ball, you know, the ground running is sales side, to quote Sal Capaccio. He's on WGR with uh, Howard and Jeremy. So I don't want to steal his thunder, but it's really verbatim what he said. So... Um, and we were kind of talking about this before we started recording and not to get too far ahead here, but like, I found it really interesting that, you know, uh, both Cody Ford and Ed Oliver weren't starting in the lineups during these, uh, OTA sessions. Yeah, that's just a limited time because I mean, in a situation with Ed, I, I mean, no, I don't doubt that they're not going to be well, starters, but you, with, with Ed Oliver, you have a situation where. Hey, watch the reps. This is how we do it. And that's where the Bills fucked up with Josh Allen not having Derek Anderson or somebody like Derek Anderson on the roster. 
and you know your resident which his ass retired mm. since we last talked to y'all so yeah so maybe y'all like I'm maybe from the, that like i'm from the country over here we talking to y'all and dude look how fast the bill signed him as a fucking extra coach oh wait get it because all the fans are like oh yeah this is the no. coach on the field yeah, He's no, a coach. We should take up a whole roster spot for a coach. No, no, no. He needs that mentor. Yeah, okay, dude. Yeah, you know who else needs a spot? Fucking Nathan Peterman. He he needs a spot. Anyways, so we'll dive back in the offensive line. We'll get back to that. That starting lineup. Or do you want to tackle that now while we're on it? Um, no. We'll 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 come okay. back to it. So you know the Bills followed up with uh, running back Devin Singletary, who on quote unquote tape, aka highlights, looks like people catch up to him. That's the only knock. But his vision is fucking sick. His vision is like, to, to us Bills fans, a Fred Jackson vision. Looks more like a one-cut runner, finds it, and fucking hits it hard. And, um, you know, like touchdown might go a little bit, too. Um, I see that a little bit, A lot bit, of yeah. north-south. And the thing is, is, you know, these 40 times in the NFL are so fucking overrated. They're so overrated. And, I mean, I'm not... I, I think... There's so much opportunity on this roster for Devin Singletary. I'll say it here now. Um, obviously, LaShawn McCoy's time is limited because one thing that's weird is LaShawn McCoy, I defend, I thought about this, I defend McCoy with um, the fact that he had bad offensive line played in front of him. And then I'm looking at Frank Gore when I want to defend people who want to shit on Frank Gore that he had one of his career best fucking years average running the ball behind one of the biggest abominations of offensive lines in football. So, you know, it's kind of making me think that, like, did McCoy give up? Did, did he lose it? Was it just that fucking bad? Because in the beginning of the season, I f- still thought McCoy had it. Like, he still has some moves every game. It's just I think he kind of went into self-preservation mode. And as a professional athlete, I don't blame him, but it's like, if if I'm mad over here that all this bullshit's going down, imagine being on the team and being on the inside and, and actually caring, which I don't know. Sometimes these players get paid. They don't really give a fuck. And, and it's corny, but these players got to love the sport. And it's like, you know, McCoy really let me down last season, dude. I've been like a, I've been like a big, a big, big, big McCoy supporter. You too. And uh, I don't know. Just really disappointed, and um, he's got all the tools. I want to see him catch more balls, and I think Devin Singletary could have a prominent role, but with, you know, the Bills have, uh, you know, TJ Yeldon, too, and and that's a very good pickup. Right. I mean, no, but we got Frank Gore, who's already got age working against him a little bit. He showed up early on this injury report this week, too. Well, he's coming off an injury from last season. Now, right, so. right. So, I mean, we 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 knew that sort of, but, like, he's not ready to go now. So, like, I ain't worried about there's that. Yeah. Uh, jumping back to the draft class here, though, the Bills got down twice in the third round. Um, behind Devin Singletary, they got tight end Dawson Knox, which I think, honestly, might, might be one of the most interesting uh, pickups at this point with the... Uh, you know, the Tyler Croft injury going down for those who haven't heard, you know, he broke his foot at practice and had to, had to get surgery. So, I mean, the surgery's over, it's done. And they're estimating that he's out three to four weeks. Same foot. Same, same foot that was injured last year. 
I don't know. I don't know the severity compared to the first time, but I mean, he he missed eleven games last year. So, that being said, you know Dawson Knox is very interesting because Dawson Knox, you have a case of a guy. You have who, a case of a guy with a sweet opportunity, right? Yeah, now. It, well, not even a sweet opportunity. Is in like he has two of the best, some of the best receivers in the draft. You know, on his team. And DK Metcalf, and uh, it's like think about how great it must have been for like his opportunity was very limited, but you have a good excuse. You have a guy who's used to receivers catching a lot of ball, like like going deep. Like when you're looking at DK Metcalf, you're just saying like go deep. You know what I mean? Like. Meaning, you would think he can block and also catch the ball at a, at a decent rate. You know, I know it sounds like stupid fundamental bullshit, but like for real, like if you look at his ratings, he's, I would almost say underutilized. And at first, I was like, what the fuck? When I see on Twitter, like, oh, no touchdowns? I was like, oh my God. But then you look at it like, wait, who are the two receivers that are going to get targets before him? So. I don't know. I was actually pretty stoked on it. Where, as in, like, I like when they fill needs. I, I like mid round draft picks. Those are my favorite. And now, I like dudes that throw themselves through a table when they get drafted by the Buffalo Bills. He Dawson, did that? Knox, Dawson Knox came to party, bro. Wait, he really did that? You didn't see it? No. Yo. Uh, Get out of here! I'll uh, I'll pull this up for you. Well, well, you keep talking. You 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 keep rattling out. Okay, about so the draft linebacker Vosan Joseph. I watched a few highlights of him. I think he's going to be a steal of the draft in the fifth round, as in like a steal for the linebacker spot. Um, I'm really soaked on Tremaine Edmonds, but I'm also more soaked on Matt Milano. And Matt Milano is your test case for a guy who could come in later round pick, do awesome. Same with Nigel Bradham years back, um, and. Uh, Preston Brown, third-round pick, was serviceable middle linebacker for years. You know, got himself a, another contract in Cincinnati. Uh, Vosan Joseph, I thought was actually pretty interesting. He's just he's just fast, like very. Um, like I feel like McDermott's defense is all fucking speed. Oh my god, get the fuck out of here! Holy shit! Yo, Dawson Knox is the real deal, bro. The real deal, bro. Oh, my God. Dude, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so Dawson Knox has jumped through a table. Oh, my God. One more time. Holy shit. I honestly am shocked you didn't you didn't catch that. Dude, my head has been on my ass, dude. Like, I've been so fucking busy. I'm still taking in Bill's talk, but like, oh, dude, I can't. How did I miss this? Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, we got a guy with a broken foot and we got another guy diving through tables. It's not looking great. (laughs) I mean, he popped up. He's good. He's not hurt. No, I feel you. So, Vosan, like, that's so funny, man. Talk about heart. Hey, he's got a lot of heart. So, yeah, dude, I'm rooting for him now. So, Tyler, best luck. Dude, fucking heal up, man. You're a good dude. 
You have a lot of opportunity in front of you too, but like get that foot straightened out. Um, yeah. So, Fosan Joseph prospect grade of five point five zero chance to become NFL starter. Whatever the fuck that means. We're on NFL.com, and I'm not getting much great info here as I'm botching this whole shit. But I do remember him being fast, and and I think he's I think he's a sneak tip like linebacker. So, and yeah, fast, really, really fucking descriptive. So, who's the next guy I had on the list here? And then I'll do homework on that guy. Let's just let's just round this out with these late round picks. Yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and talk Red, right now. Rattle these guys it here. off. So safety, Jaquan, dude. I can't pronounce fucking shit reading this in order. Jaquan Johnson, no. safety, round six. Pick six, round six, pick eight. Number one eighty-one, safety, Jaquan Johnson. Aren't you glad I took notes? Round seven, pick 11, 225, defensive end, Daryl Johnson. Never giving you notes again. Very glad he took notes. Round seven, pick 14, 228, tight end, Tommy Sweeney. Now, Tommy Sweeney is a sleeper. Yep. Tommy, you got a lot of opportunity here, dog. I don't know if you read the memo, but... uh. Croft hurt his foot. Okay, so next up, undrafted free agents. These are also my favorites. Now, let's uh, I mean, David let's Sills. David here. Sills. They, they, now, here's a common theme: is uh, Tyree Jackson really stoked the Bills picked him up. And uh, oh, by the way, check No Bills fan Twitter because like your boy here maybe fucking called that before the draft. Okay, uh, that he would be a great developmental prospect for the Bills. Same shit. And what's interesting about him, Tyree Jackson. If you look at his stats compared to fucking Josh Allen and, and, and Tyree Jackson actually did it in a conference that matters. Um, fucking kind of crazy. So, you know, don't be shocked, man. When opportunity presents itself, I don't care what you gave up. These NFL quarterback contracts are fucking cheap. Okay? There's no... Sam Bradford is the last to get that fucking stupid-ass deal. So, um, now, David Sills... He's a good receiver. The LeBron James of bat or of the LeBron James of football, rather. Why are you calling that? I don't know. That's what they called him coming out of high school. Okay. Well, yeah, but isn't that the dude that was a quarterback and he was dra- he was actually yeah. committed to USC at thirteen? Yep, or, or fourteen or something. Super young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he's interesting, but I wouldn't depend on him too much. He's not polished the way you think, like at all. That's the research I've done. Um, so there we go. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot going on, that's kind of over his head, probably. I mean, well, I'm not saying they can't do it. He's a fucking quarterback, and he's gonna find. He, he that means he's smart. He's gonna find the gaps, and he's just got to work on route running. You know what I mean? Like that's really. It something. doesn't. It doesn't always convert right over like that though you know all the smarts in the world doesn't well, mean you can get it done a lot of times they're saying now with receivers it's taking to like year two sometimes year three and it's like what the fuck dude but i i, I mean i'm not trying to poo poo on the guy here but i'm just saying you know we no but he was worthy of a draft pick that's the thing is he was really worthy of a draft pick and it was up in the air between him and the other receiver i forgot his name who's gonna go first in a draft and um i think david sills is a very good pickup i'm not trying to shit on you dude um, but I'm really stoked on it. Um, so real quick, glossing over that. It was I just co- think with the additions to to the 
you know, wide receiver room and free agency. You got you got John Brown, you got Cole Beasley on top of the guys that are moving down as our one one and two last year. He's got a lot of guys that are ahead of him in line. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's the Duke Williams guy from the CFL, which is so maybe something. The more things I look into is um is this is I think these OTAs and stuff are smart because it, 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 it's a prep of how can you retain information and getting to know the people around you. And I'm just curious to see how well these guys show up prepared. And that's where it shines. You know what I mean? Like, now you're really here in the league. You got to fucking show up. And we saw with guys like Foster last year, he got caught for that shit, for not being a professional. And I'm really looking forward to him because, uh, you know, it's time for him to set the fuck up. Opportunity's right there for him. He came from a premier fucking school, you know, and uh, same school as Julio Jones at Alabama. And, and, you know, he's got everything. He's got speed. He's got measurables. He's, just, he's not a, like a wiry dude by any means. So, you know, you look at these measurables on guys, you compare like what we gave up for Sammy Watkins. I'm saying he's Sammy Watkins, but also Sammy Watkins was throwing a lot of fucking screens in college. And then when he gets to the NFL, they don't use him that way until he gets to Andy fucking Reed, you know. Or actually, I take that back. I think it was Sean McVay. I should start using him the right way. So anyways, early injuries. Let's go to the injuries. You wanted to cover some of this? Or do you want me to fucking... I don't know what to do. I here. mean, we already touched on the Tyler Croft thing. He's going to miss three to four months with a broken foot. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the core muscle procedure on Cole Beasley and Mitch Morse, that's more like possibly sports hernia type shit? I mean, they, they that's weren't... That's what I was hearing? Coach McDermott wasn't very specific okay. in his uh, answer regarding that, but... Yeah, they've had recent off-season surgery and aren't practicing. So that's, you know, Cole Bleasley. Cole Bleasley. Cole Beasley, love. We got Cole Beasley. Yeah, it's early. It's nothing to lose your mind over. The Tyler Croft one is fucked up. Um, I'd really like Mitch Morse out there, get, you know, handing the, handing the ball to Allen, though. Like, that's, that's a chemistry that I'm, yeah. I'm worried about building. But all in due time... Um, that being said, though, the center position, uh, Russell Bodine's coming off a of shoulder surgery, so he's not out there either. I'm good on that. Uh, I think, damn, dude. Uh. No, I mean we've seen we've seen some different uh, some different guys get time at that position this week in practice too. Uh, you know, Spencer Long started the week out as the starter, and then uh, who'd you tell me was the starter today? Are you sure Spencer Long? I thought it was um, yes. Okay. And then, then today it was, uh, who did you tell me, Feliciano? I thought yesterday it was Feliciano. Uh, yeah. So, because I heard this morning it was Feliciano was the one who was taking the first snaps at center. Yep. from, And then they had Long at guard on the left side. And then Dawkins at left tackle. And then Spain at right guard. And, and, and Seki, Ty and Seki at right tackle. So what I'm trying to tell oh, you yep, is yep. we were talking – in this last month off here with the podcast between us, you know, follow the money. It's very rare you you pay starter money or close to and you don't at least give them first dibs because these contracts are front-loaded. So, you know, that's why a lot of people were shocked. Um, 
you know, that Cody Ford was the starter on the right side, and I'm not shocked. And, you know, the media's going to spin it however they want. McDermott's going to spin it however it needs to. Oh, you got to earn this spot. Yeah, sure you do. Okay. It's not all bad news, though. Right. We got Matt Milano back out there. He's a full go. Yeah. Um. So, next up, Jerry Hughes, man. Great to see him resign. That dude does a lot more than he gets credit for. Fans just want to look at stats. And if you're shitting on Jerry Hughes, you ain't watching the fucking game. Because that dude has held so much, it's not even funny. I, I, I swear, every game that dude has held. And um, not for nothing, you know, he could have had some better help around him. So, I'm stoked on Jerry Hughes. He got a little extension here for a couple extra years. Uh, 23 mil. I mean, even without what we're going to call great help around him, he still managed to pull down, you know, pro football focuses, uh, seventh highest grade for an edge defender. So I ain't complaining, man. We're, we're huge. Pay that man. Yo, we're huge Jerry Hughes fans in the house here. I always loved it, and and he's a testament of what you can do with the trade and change of uh, uh, scenery. He was traded for Calvin Benjamin, third-round pick, or Calvin Shepard, I'm sorry, (laughs) who was ironically a third-round pick to Calvin's um, from LSU. So it was kind of cool to see him. uh, You know, that's equity right there. Jerry Hughes is a first-round pick, and they question he's a bust, but Jerry Hughes also taught me a lot where, whoa, 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 a lot of these coaches are stupid and don't put these guys in position to succeed. But, um, you know, he came in, man, and he was very successful. I fucking loved seeing him. Wreak some havoc. Um, yeah, man, I can't. Uh, so I was also going to suggest, did you um, have anything else on Jerry Hughes talk? Nah, man, we covered okay. it. So we're good. We're moving right along here. We're almost done. So, yeah, we got two more things. So Eric Wood got a new job. Congrats to Eric Wood. Eric Wood, congratulations, dude. I know you're a little bummed out. I'm a fan of your podcast. I listen to almost every episode. And um, I know you're a little bit bummed out at first. You didn't get the job, get a, get a call from media all the time. But obviously, you're going to be calling games with fucking John Murphy, dude. That's sweet. And what's cool about you is I've heard a lot of your interviews, and you're well articulated. You're honest. And, um, you know, you've seen a lot of these defenses. You've played in a lot of these offenses. Over seven, you've mentioned. So... Um, seven offenses in nine years, that's a lot, you know, um, it's going to be great. Uh, congratulations of Mark Kelso for, you know, 13 years or a long time. We'll be following, uh, Alex Van Pelt there. So, I don't know. I am so happy for Eric Wood, like really happy. Um, I don't know what else to say on that, dude. Last topic. You ready for it? No. Okay. It's kind of a softball, but Sonora's Perry and the number 32. Everybody's talking about it. Clearly, O.J. Simpson. And um, it's a story, non-story. You know, as a kid, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, uh, I heard this discussed on WGR from Chauvin Bulldog. And if you have it tuned into their Wednesday show, get on your RSS feed and whatever podcast app you have or go on WGR550.com. And I think it's a great, honest discussion between uh, 
Mike Shope and Christopher Parker there. And really knowing where they sat with it. And uh, I thought what Chris Parker had to say was incredible. And you should check it out. So teaser for them. But what their producer mentioned, uh, Sneaky Joe, who his name is, he, um, he meant, you know, he's 10 years younger than me. I'm 34. This kid's 24. And he's like, you know, OJ Simpson is always just, it was never like about being on the pills. And to me, I agree. It was always like bigger than the pills. It was always like, yo, that's fucking OJ Simpson. Like that dude's a naked gun. Oh, by the way, he played for the pills. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I can't, and honestly, man, my fondest memory of OJ I mean, Simpson. I knew, but I never witnessed. Like, I saw his bust at Canton when I went. But like, and this was before all his uh, indiscretions or alleged alleged indiscretion. You know what I mean? No shit, I didn't know you went. Oh yeah, dude. I I kind of want to go again now that like I'm old enough to like. That's really fucking cool. Appreciate everything. Plus, I mean, now all the guys we love growing up are in there. You know, dude. And the thing is, is because we old. Yeah, OJ man. It was just like. You know, you and I, Deacon, would I would not joke with you, but I legitimately wanted to interview O.J. Simpson in prison, and I only wanted to talk talk football. And what I didn't want to talk about was the low hanging fruit. And then, as I'm driving, listening to Show Up and Bulldog on my way in today, even here, um, catching up on the show from yesterday. I just felt gross that I would even give that dude the time of day because I forget how quickly, like, there's a report that, you know, before this whole murder thing with OJ that, you know, he punched his wife in the face. And it's real fucked up. And, um, you know, to me, I've never been offended that OJ's up on the wall. I've never been offended that the number ain't used. But really, they should have just used the number right away. It you know, um, get over it. As in, like, it that doesn't represent the fucking team. We all know that. You had to be a complete idiot to make that reach. So, you know, Sonoris Perry, dark joke. Maybe his grandfather was, like, a big O.J. Simpson fan. I don't know. Like, something like that. You know, I guess you maybe he can bring too. something positive his father. I don't to know. the field and like we won't care. Anymore. Yeah, dude, I just I don't think it's a huge deal. Um, don't acknowledge it pretty much. And um, yeah, obviously, you know, OJ Simpson, there's ideas that like maybe he was framed. And, you know, again, you and I would joke and, and I would go down that rabbit hole. And I've been trying to make OJ out to be innocent since it broke when I was Yo, a kid. Like, let's let I mean, let's cut to the chase here. Okay. I wish he was innocent, but... Sonoris Perry, you're either rushing for 2,000 yards or OJ gonna kill you. Dude, that's so fucked up. He's probably a special teamer right now. Yo. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Find us at numbillsman.com. This pile of shit is over. <laughs> yeah, check out Punch Drunk Sports uh, at punchdrunksports.com. Uh, follow on Punch Drunk. I'm your host, David Palermo, and this has been a Numb Bill Sam Podcast, episode 220-fucking-4. Expect a podcast breaking down uh, 
A little bit more off-season stuff. We have some real special shit coming in the works here. So as always, bang it. Send us messages and uh, tell your friends. Share share our episodes. Share our pages. Whatever. We love you when you do that. So much. Yes. So much. <laughs>